As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply few moments we've got uh, about 10 seconds before the intro plays here but uh lots going on behind the scenes thanks folks for no, joining us yeah, tonight I, you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes it's been a night it's been a night and i think here we go roll that beautiful bean yeah, footage off the views and opinions expressed by the guests of sasquatch experience do not necessarily reflect the opinion of the host sponsors or affiliates of the sasquatch experience as always listener discretion is advised 911, what are you reporting? Uh, we got someone or something crawling around out here. Does a legend walk among us, lurking in the forests of our world? Did you see what it was? Was it a person or an animal? Or I can't tell. All I know is that my sensor light came on and I just happened to glimpse and see this thing running across the yard. A good-sized man or something that looks like a man. I don't know what it was. For over 15 years, we've talked with scientists, researchers, investigators, and witnesses trying to gain insight and proof around the existence of this mysterious entity. Hello? Get somebody out here. What's going on now, sir? That son of a bitch is about six foot nine, I don't know. Do you see him now, sir? Yes, I'm looking right at him. Uh-oh. Okay, hang on. He's right. Is he in your yard, sir? Yeah, God, he's big. Okay, what's he doing in your yard? He's looking at me. Join us as we continue into the investigation of the Sasquatch Experience. Well, it's Monday night, and you know what time it is. Time for Sasquatch Experience. Sean Forker, Henry May, Vance Nesbitt, James Baker's off tonight. And Vance is having intermittent problems. So uh, I think we're kind of just, we're, we're going to work with it, aren't we, Henry? Indeed, we will. We're going to do our best, and we'll just move Vance there. That way folks can see you, Henry, and we'll still leave Vance on the screen. So when he decides to be interactive, he can be interactive with us. Yeah, whatever. It's my internet. At least we get a little thing. It is. You pay a lot Mm -hmm. for that. but you you I do. I pay a lot, an awful lot for that. But, you know, it just reminded me in our intro, intro, uh, James Baker was outside my door, and I said the same thing. God, he's big. (laughs) <laughs> no don't take us down that path because you know what kind of problems we had in the pre-show here i have to fill tonight. in for him i have to fill in yeah. for baker while he's not here the mm-hmm. the entendres right and mm-hmm. the innuendo yeah. still needs the flow in absence of jb well we had the halloween special guys and we talked some spooky sasquatch stories and you know six of mm-hmm. one half dozen of the other that was as good as it got but uh tonight we decided to do something a little different as seen on the screen bigfoot media portrayal and it's actually an idea that came from my son because i've been struggling to do something different right we're trying to get away from some of the other things that are going on again 
a lot of saturation of Bigfoot shows out there, and that's okay. But we wanted to do something a little different. And one thing that we haven't talked about is really, you know, as we said, Bigfoot's portrayal. We, we go from everything from a, a hairy family friendly creature to a bloodthirsty monster chasing co-eds in bath towels through the forests. So uh, should be some good uh, conversation tonight. But before we dive into that, it's time for the little what's Henry reading. What are you reading, Henry? <laughs> well, right now I'm actually rereading the Lake Worth Monster by Sally Ann Clark. Okay. Now. There are some fictional aspects to that book, but it does tell of different accounts of the Lake Worth monster from the late 1960s. So there is some fiction mixed in there, which, I mean, you have to, you have to kind of figure out what's fictional and what's, what's real about the book, but it's interesting, very interesting. About how much of how much of the book do you think is fictional? If you had to take the accounts that are collected in there, because there were some legitimate sightings of something in the Lake Worth area, what part of the, how much of the book do you think is actually fictional? Well, I think um, the parts where Sally sees the creature because she didn't see the creature until after she wrote the book. Okay. Mm. I think I have a copy of that uh, here. I bought it, I think, from Craig Woolheater at, uh, uh, a while back. Uh, you know, some of these things, I don't think they're printing it anymore. I don't think Craig's getting any more printed either. So, uh, you know, what's out there is what's out there. So if you can get yourself a copy of it, good luck. Where did you get yours, Henry? Did you get it online? Uh, shoot, I can't remember where I got it. I think I may have gotten it from Craig Woolheater. Oh, makes sense. Yeah. Mm. So on the Henry scale, how do you rate it? Uh, it's good so far. It's interesting. It's, uh, I, I'd give it about a... So far, I guess about an eight. An eight? Well, that's pretty still high up on the Henry scale. I uh, yeah. Myself, Henry, Vance, I decided to start rereading The Locals uh, by Tom ah. Powell. It's still one of my favorite Bigfoot books out there. Of course, you know, Sasquatch Tapes Among Us. Uh, I think then it would go Bigfoot, the true stories of apes in America, and then probably the locals. And, you know, relatively newer in terms of a Bigfoot book, like it wasn't written in the 2000s, way after uh, Sasquatch Apes Among Us. It was just, it's loaded with good material, uh, particularly the story of Rocky. And that's chapter seven when you get introduced to him. And some of the incredible things he goes through in that book. So, folks, check it out. The Locals by Tom Powell. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely. If you haven't read it, and I'm sure many of you that are listening to this probably have. But if not, get your clicks ready and your credit cards out and go over and start purchasing some of these books. <laughs> if each and every one of you could send in one dollar <laughs> for all our millions of viewers. Well, you know, I guess that's a great segue into our Patreon. Because for as little as, gentlemen, $2 a month, you can support Sasquatch Experience ad-free. And that's what you get, ad-free episodes, more us, less selling. And honestly, the ads are, are, are put in there by the uh, distributor. We, uh, The only ad we insert is, is the news, and we never take that out. So I guess it's I should change it to almost ad-free for it to be <laughs> because your news segment is sponsored. Uh, by one of our guests, but we could, uh, you know, nickel and dime that all we wanted to, but for the majority of the show ad free, unless of course you come back and watch the live streams, which we're mm -hmm. still tinkering with that too. But guys, I tell you, uh, you know, we're, we operate in a field where there's a lot of history and unfortunately we spent a lot of time regurgitating that history and going over and over and over and over and over uh in it and, and we struggle for fresh content because sometimes there's just not a lot new or nothing groundbreaking or breaking news hasn't happened right mm -hmm. um so it's it's easy to get stale and, and i kind of feel like the field has staled a little bit at least in my opinion uh with new content i mean there's some interesting sighting reports out there but there's nothing there's not been any groundbreaking footage or photos for mm -hmm. some time 
and I, uh, you know, really don't, you know, you know, really don't know where to go sometimes in order to create content for the program. And that's where we, you know, went with tonight's show as seen on the screen, Bigfoot media portrayal, Henry, go back in time with us, if you will. And the first time you saw a Bigfoot on TV. Well, I would have to be the Patterson-Gimlin film. And uh, I believe it was on In Search Of back in 1977. Oh, very good. Very good. But before that, you didn't have any exposure to, like, Boggy Creek or anything like that? You didn't see any of those movies first? No. No. Well, how old were you in 77? Seven. You were seven years old. All right. So that's a pretty good age to start getting you know, immersed in, in to Bigfoot. Vance, how about yourself? What was the first time you were exposed to Sasquatch? Uh, it was probably seven. You're also seven years old. That seems to be it. That would be my first. Very good. What did you see? Mm-hmm. PG film. The Patterson. I was convinced so- when I saw it at the age of seven. I was like, wow, there's a real monster. So my first Bigfoot experience was Harry and the Hendersons. No, oh, that's awesome. I that think I saw Harry, Harry and the Hendersons before I saw the Patterson Gimlin film, before I saw Boggy Creek, before. Wow. So again, so you guys go back to the Patterson film and your initial, what were your initial impressions of the Patterson Gimlin film when you saw it? Vance, you said you were convinced right away. Uh, but first as a time, youngster, right off the bat. Yep, right off the bat. Did you have any fear? Oh, yeah, it freaked me out. But I was like, but again, I go back to that. We lost him there a minute. What about you, Henry? Well, I would say that I I was I was fascinated, but I was it it scared me a little bit when I was a kid. Doesn't scare me so much now, but back then it did. I thought, my gosh, there are real monsters out there. Yeah. Um, did you have kind of questions for your parents, you know, when that happened? Like you saw this, were you watching with your parents or were you? Yeah, I, um, I, I you know, my dad said that he thought it was real. He still yeah. thinks it's real to this day. So, yeah. What were you saying, Vance? Vance, you there with us? Yes, I am. All right. Your initial impression, were you solo when you saw it for the first time? Were you with family? Were you? Um, I was watching it on a uh, creature feature movie, and Sven Gulli showed it for the first time in the Chicagoland area. Sven Gulli. There's a. That's well, a very when popular- I watched it, um yeah i was very convinced no but i only thought it was one i didn't think there'd be a population i just thought there's this one monster that lives in the united states and uh, i hope it doesn't come to my window and of course over the years and learned differently bob in the chat room goes same here henry in search of pg film then the legend of bigfoot at theaters in the late 70s with his grandfather who was a believer then started searching as a kindergartner, scared out of his mind. Wow. Cool. Thanks, Bob. By the way, I want to make a shout out to our chat to our chatters. We got Amy Boo, we got Bob Checko, and Pam Mike Feltner. So what's up, guys? Good to see y'all. And right there, a whoop, whoop, back to you, Mike. Whoop. Mike and his whoops, part of the Ohio Night Stalkers. Good friend of the yeah. show, good friend of mine. Always nice. We have some more lurkers out there, too. Those are the ones that are just chatting with us. Thank you, folks, if you're tuning in here. Uh, Sasquatch Experience, Monday night, November 14th. But mm-hmm. we, we uh, you know, moving on from that. So my experience was very, you know, kind of family friendly and haha, and not so much fearful as it was like, hey, my initial impression of this thing is a big teddy bear now. Uh-huh. No, no, no. So then I think it wasn't much longer than that because I have demented family members who enjoy torturing children. Uh, I saw the legend of body boggy Creek and that changed my perception, uh, you know, definitely. And of course, you know, I, I want to say that 
And actually, I'll give uh, Bigfoot Crossroads, Matt Knapp, uh, credit. He posted this morning the uh, like a vignette from uh, In Search Of from the 70s, and it was the one mm-hmm. of the uh, three Sasquatch. Like, if you haven't seen that before and you were just walking through a feed, you know, eye scrolling through a feed and you saw that, you would stop and look and go, huh, that's pretty damn compelling, mm-hmm. particularly for the mm-hmm. 70s. Yet, mm-hmm. you know, using, and I might be on a stretch here because I am, that same kind of example, you go back and look at the Patterson film, you know what I mean? Right, that right. You can you could make an argument that maybe it was a lot easier to, I, I don't know, because that wasn't, I guess it was still like 10 years after the fact, 10 or 12 years after the In Search of right. episode where they did the reenactment of things. Right. I mean, but they did that pathetic reenactment of the Patterson film in 2000 or so, and that just sucked. That was terrible. It looked like a hairy dwarf, a grown hairy dwarf, <laughs> an overgrown hairy dwarf. But yep. so my experience was ha ha to holy shit, uh, this is scary. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you start getting a little educated around it and, and your perception changes. But, you know, I often wonder why. Why is it the initial reaction fear? And is it because we've portrayed this thing through story and tradition and books? Uh, and, and, you know, as we're talking about, you know, television, right? Or movies that we've created this thing to be a monster. Well, I'll tell you how it started with me. Uh, I had read this little booklet. It was about monsters. It was it was for kids. A little booklet of monsters for kids. And they talked about the Albert Osman kidnapping. And I thought, geez, imagine if this thing comes and picks you up in the middle of the night. Right. Well, and, and you, you make a good point. To its family. You make, really good, you make a good point, Henry, because I distinctly remember as a kid two stories. The Osman story. And uh, Ape Canyon. Mm-hmm. Those are right. probably the two biggest stories I remember. And I think even the In Search of episode does. Uh, do they do a reenactment of Ape Canyon in that? Yes. Yeah. So wow. there you go. So here you and whenever you see, you know, Bigfoot Sasquatch portrayed in media, it's generally nine times out of ten as this horrific monster. He's sci-fi channels monster of the week. You know, there's been so many, I I guess, Henry, when you and I were, you know, just started becoming friends and colleagues in the early two thousands, it was a lot harder to find anything Bigfoot related for the longest time. Mm -hmm. You know, they weren't even making movies. I think Sasquatch with Lance Hendrickson uh, was the next one that came out that, you know, really notable, but there was a whole, was the next one that came out there was an echo there but we uh you know it was a dry spell for the longest time where there wasn't anything really new you'd get the off dog documentary sasquatch legend meat science then it was bigfootville and then nothing mm-hmm. that was you know more mainstream for a while even mysterious mm-hmm. encounters when that came out with uh autumn williams mysterious encounters wasn't available everywhere I yeah. remember seeing that on, on cable at all around here. So again, most people's impression that was that tongue in cheek car movie character. And, you know, how did that, how did that influence perception of, of Bigfoot? Did it change it? And, and, uh, you know, folks minds like you, we were kids. We saw it in different media. I saw it, Harry and the Hendersons. You saw it in, uh, uh, Patterson Gimlin film, but even the people that were presenting the Patterson Gimlin film, y- usually when you saw it, you also got it with some other sort of opinion or somebody, you know, giving you what their take was on it. Do you remember right. what the thought at the time was when the Patterson film came out and did that influence what you thought afterwards? Oh, is he frozen again? 
I think so. Mm-hmm. What about you? Oh, well, there he is. sort of. Um, you know what? When it first came out, there was really no analytical uh, suggestions to that film itself. There was no analytical. All that was presented was, wow, this film just came to our attention, and here it is of what is called a Bigfoot creature. And you decide for yourself. So I saw it completely unadulterated. And there was no general consensus from media or from outside sources to influence what it is that you're looking at. So when you're seeing it for the first time, unadulterated, I was convinced. Again, I was a kid, but I was convinced, wow, this is a real monster. And even then, I could see muscle flexing in the wall. It's like, there's no way that this is not real. Not saying that it is real. It's just that's how it hit me the first time. And it definitely changed my thought process on a lot of things in this world. And I'm only seven, so I didn't know everything about this world. But monsters, yeah, they exist. And they may even live under my bed for all I knew. Yeah, at seven, that was a real possibility, man. Or in the damn closet. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about it? How about? Go ahead, Henry. No, I was just, I was just agreeing with you guys. You know, the, you think that monsters are in the imagination, but when, when you see something like the Patterson Gimlin film mm-hmm. at, a, at an impressionable age, you're mm-hmm. thinking, "That's out in our woods. <laughs> I'm not going out there." Yeah. Now, like I said, I became exposed to the Patterson film after Harry and the Hendersons, but even Harry and the Hendersons like was so still so far away from where they lived to me. Mm-hmm. Like, was it really possible these things live here? Our mountains aren't yeah. that big. You know, we don't ha- I mean, Pennsylvania right. is a wooded state, but you're still yeah. not talking about woods like that are out there. And mm-hmm. as I saw, like I said, in search of and those shows and they took a more serious note uh, and a more serious uh, atmosphere with these things it kind of changed how i thought and then of course you know i read sasquatch shapes among us and a lot of those things that we saw on some of the uh you know movie things became a little less uh a less scary but Mm -hmm. you know i distinctly remember you know the in search of episode with the the um abe canyon reenactment man and that was kind of scary right that was very scary. Got you know, I had a couple. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Let's let's see Bob's comment. Bob says Albert Osman story, Jacko, Ape Canyon, Ruby Creek, all mixed with the spooky keyboards on In Search of. Yeah, uh, scared him to death and pulled him down the Bigfoot hole for life. Yeah, like Ruby Creek was another interesting, a uh, really yeah, right. uh, you know harrowing account. Uh, Henry, what was the other one? The Cowman of uh, Copeless Beach? Yeah. I got pulled down that same hole, too. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, I it's, it's, it is it's a downward spiral. And once you get hooked, mm-hmm. you get yeah. hooked. And uh, there's definitely a uh, a reason we're drawn into these things, right? Is there a some sort of uh, primordial connection we have that when we hear these stories or you know folks run into these things like our instincts are just naturally built in that we're meant to avoid them and meant to be afraid or uh you know or have we been influenced by again the portrayals of how these things are shown to us through the various Mm -hmm. methods like even books books is a form of media right like so books have though they're I think sometimes books are scarier because they allow your mind to make the impression. Yeah. So, you know, in your mind, you're reading these, these stories. And like, if you're very, very vivid imagination, like I have, you can play these scenes out in your head. Oh, right. Uh, And a lot of times that's scarier than anything you could portray on television or on the movie screen. Yep. That's true. And then it gets weird, even in the 70s into the 80s, when you start adding the UFO element into it, right? Vance, you, when we were on break and during the, uh, you know, you played a movie quote last week from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like even mm-hmm. the Bigfoot was thrown into that there. Right. Uh, you know, I'll be briefly. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Right. But we know that in the 70s and 80s, the overlap of Bigfoot and UFO sightings started happening a lot more frequently uh, around Big that time. time. And that yeah. adds another element of uh, fear and confusion mm -hmm. because is this thing out of this world? Is right. it even native to planet Earth? Right. And it, you start right. Right. Uh, freaking people out with that stuff. Mm -hmm. That's true. I was just giving Vance a moment there. I can edit some yeah. of this later. Our live folks won't be able to enjoy that so much, but thanks for being patient with us tonight as we plow through some technical difficulties here. While we struggle to get Vance back, it is that time yeah. for us to go ahead and take our break. Ooh, a break? For the news. A break? We're taking a break. A for break? News. Yeah, look, a break. Well, okay, everybody choose something to break. Break me <laughs> off a piece of that as we go oh, to this commercial. Kit Kat bar. I get it. And stranger than fiction news. Ah, yes, it is the Sasquatch experience. Stranger than fiction news. I don't know what makes this first story stranger than fiction because it's really not. But if you happen to be in the Fort Worth, Texas area, or plan on visiting Fort Worth soon, you can make your way over to the zoo and see a newborn baby lowland gorilla. The little dude was born on November 10th, and yes, I said little dude because it's a baby boy, and it's getting acclimated to its new surroundings at the primate habitat, which I guess is better than the bird sanctuary. It's a primate habitat. Where else would you go to find a baby gorilla? What do you call a baby gorilla anyway? You know, baby birds are chicks and baby cats are kittens. And I don't know. What do you call a baby gorilla? What do you call a baby Sasquatch? A Sasslet? I, I, I don't know. I just made that part up. Anyway, the little guy was born to its mother, Gracie, and father, Elmo. Elmo? Oh, there's a badass name for a male gorilla. Elmo. Named after a fearful little red muppet. Then watch your fucking mouth! Whoa! What now? Okay, well, I guess there goes our family-friendly podcast status. Yikes. If you want to go see a baby gorilla, just go to the Primate Sanctuary at the Fort Worth Zoo. When we come back, a early Thanksgiving meal and missing person, all in one story. You're listening to the Sasquatch Experience. Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things. Open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell. Titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. Enter promo code DSQEXP. Again, promo code DSQEXP. Ta-da! Live with seven roommates, you go through a lot of toilet paper. And even though we get ones from recycled paper, I noticed how much plastic packaging we were using and also wanted to find a tree-free option. So my roommates and I decided to try our first bamboo toilet paper from the brand Cloud Paper. I was impressed to first open the box and find this information about the impact of choosing bamboo over tree paper. Bamboo can be a very sustainable crop because it's one of the fastest growing plants in the world and can absorb lots of carbon while it's growing. I was so blown away by how durable and strong the toilet paper is. And making the switch is one individual action we can take to fight deforestation. Just visit cloudpaper.co and enter promo code BTS15. Again, that's cloudpaper.co. So here's an early Thanksgiving meal and a missing grandmother in Indonesia, all in one story. Back on October 23rd, Jara, a 54-year-old grandmother and rubber tapper, which is, yes, you're tapping rubber tree plants for rubber, I guess we're still doing that, was reported missing by her family. 
She lives in the Jambi province and had gone to work on the rubber plantation that morning, never returning home. By evening, her family's concerned magnified. A security team and residents conducted a search around the rubber plantation, and then they found a python 23 feet long. It is the snake that is suspected of preying on the victim. After we caught him, we found the victim's body in the snake's stomach. Jarrah's remains were largely intact. Jarrah's sad fate is rare, but it's by no means without precedence. A farmer's body was discovered in a suspicious bulge of a python's belly in 2017. And in 2018, a woman on the island of Muna met a similar fate. Although reticulated pythons typically feed on small to medium-sized mammals like rats, scientists have been observing something unique and terrifying about the large ones. Yeah, because they eat people. Grandma has more calories than a rat. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Sasquatch Experience Stranger Than Fiction News. And back to the three most handsome gentlemen I know. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Well, that was awful kind of him to say the three most handsome gentlemen he knows. Welcome back, folks, from that break there. Little, you know, grandma's got more calories than a rat. And, you know, soon she'll be run over by a reindeer. So grandma got swallowed by a python. Uh, Maybe the sequel song. Let's roll that one out at the studio and see how that works out. Grandma got eaten by a python. God, I'm so sorry. Walking home from tapping that rubber tree. <laughs> we could keep going with that. Anyhow, Ooh, folks. Tapping, the, tapping that oh, rubber stop. tree sounds a little stop it. adult. Stop it. <laughs> you pervy bastard. Anyhow, yeah. folks. Sasquatch experience. Sean Forker, Henry May, and supposed to be Vance Nesbitt. He may be back in his chair, but we've been having problems all night. So we'll pretend he's there because, well, it. I don't know. It's just a little less weird that way, talking to an empty chair. It's like the ghost of Vance Nesbitt. Mm, <laughs> I know. I, I apologize. This is what I get for 200 bucks a month. Yeah, well, I would, I'd start cool. kicking people in the balls. Henry, Henry, my friend, you are a master of all things Sasquatchery. Mm-hmm. So you, you get exposed to the Patterson-Gimlin film. There he is. Hello, Vance. You just kind of pinged right back there. Uh, <laughs> you get exposed to the Patterson-Gimlin film. You get hooked, and then 
what's next for you? How do you start piecing all this together? It had to have been books for you after that. Well, definitely it was books. The Mary T. Place's book on the track of Bigfoot, definitely. That was now, one. how did that book change your perception and how did that book portray Bigfoot? Well, they portrayed they portrayed Bigfoot as sometimes violent because they talked about they talked about especially in California uh, hunters sending dogs after after these Bigfoot and then they would find the dogs ripped to pieces. Yeah, and, and Marion Place's book is is kind of geared towards kids. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no mistake about that. I remember picking that up in the young adult section of the library. Like, it was geared towards a younger audience. So right there, again, we talk about a media influence into a negative connotation. It's not taking, you know, taking you out in the woods for a picnic lunch. It's taking you out to make you a picnic lunch, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Different, uh, you know, still steering you in that negative direction. When do you remember your first positive portrayal of of bigfoot harry uh, and the hendersons yeah <laughs> definitely harry and the hendersons and do you think harry and the hendersons is kind of what started off the whole pop culture bigfoot phenomena i would say it did i think it did there, there hadn't really been anything before that that had really Lost into pop culture like that. Yeah, well, there was the six million dollar man, right? That had uh, Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah, that that too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that was 1976. Andre the Giant. It was before, right? It was before Harry and the Hendersons. And then you had the uh, what Bigfoot and Wild Boy was that that had to have been earlier too, right? Or whatever in the hell it was. That was 1977. Okay, so I mean, there were a couple more influences you had before that that were, you know, a little bit more tongue in cheek and less serious. But Harry and the Hendersons, like, let's let's talk about that. The movie one looks amazing. Still today, that movie looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The creature effects in that movie are great, though. If you look at certain angles, you get little aspects of Kevin Peter Hall in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Just an overall great movie, great screen presence, and and takes you on a journey right through uh through i don't want to ruin the plot but if you haven't seen harry and the hendersons get out there and watch it for christ's sakes uh you know hitting him with his uh what what vehicle was that henry it was a station wagon was it a country squire i don't know i don't know anyhow it hits him with a station wagon thinks he kills it takes it home and it changes his life it makes george realize that there was a lot more to life than just killer and things that uh to appreciate the beauty of nature had a great message of conservation and family yeah it was a good uh good film but you know i we bring this topic up because you know it's just fascinating to see still to this day there's not a lot of positive influence on 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 sasquatch stories though if you go ahead and read some of tom powell's books there are stories where you know the bigfoot has rescued people from accidents Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, saved injured hikers. We don't hear a lot of stories like that. Even if you go through databases, you don't see a whole lot of reports. And do you think that's because nobody would believe them? That's always possible. I mean, Vance, if somebody called you tomorrow and said, listen, I was out hiking, I fell. You know, I went to the doctors. I really hurt myself. But the only reason I'm here today is because the Sasquatch saved my life. Yeah, right. How would you react to that? Uh, I would be like, wow, what are you, nuts? Yeah. And that's really, I'd be like, what are you, nuts? Yeah, I don't think I'd react any different way. I think, you know, part of me would be like, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's a hell of a story, man. Call me when you're off the drugs that you just got for your serious injury. <laughs> But why? Why are we so conditioned to believe that the only 
experience we can have with Sasquatch is negative. That it has mm-hmm. to be bad. That because of all these encounter stories that we have through various movies and books, that it's a predator. And there's a lot of podcasts and people out there that promote this thing as a predator. But mm-hmm. because it has to predate to eat, does that make it uh does it make it a natural born killer? Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, if the Sasquatch is you know, as there'd be a hell of a lot more of us missing on a routine basis, I think. Yeah. There's Bob again, mm-hmm. William Rowe, right? And what's interesting about the William Rowe incident was a female creature with breasts and would turn out to be very similar to what Roger Patterson caught on film. Right. Maybe more compassionate. More compassionate, you think? Mm. Motherly instincts and compassionate, probably. Not testosterone-driven. Well, and I think that's what a lot of it is. Like, we get this idea in our heads from some of these more adrenaline-scaled, intense sighting reports and stories of being chased through the woods or, you know, even mm-hmm. the stories we read last week. Look, we're guilty of it here, too. We, we Two weeks ago, we read... Bigfoot horror stories, right? Because it's still mm-hmm. cool to make things go bump in the night, but yeah. you know, in the in the process, we're we're kind of demonizing a creature that we just don't know enough about to say it's not dangerous, but we are on the side of caution right. and say it is, and it's going to kill you because all the sci-fi movies say so. But what animal in our natural world is the animal that will stand up to defend its home or its family? Well, I think we lost him there for a minute. I think territoriality, and I think when you look at, uh, you know, bears will defend their will defend their young, mm-hmm. and they'll defend it violently. Right? That's completely instinct driven. Uh, but again, look at all the movies out there that. Uh, I, I guess if you had to look at the movies out there that compare bears to being violent, bloodthirsty creatures as opposed to Bigfoot, it would be outnumbered. Right. I think grizzly rage and maybe the revenant and, (laughs) and, you know, some other movies out there, but I don't think as a focus or a qual a quantity do creatures besides like really Bigfoot get these horror movies made about them because they're more like us, right? Upright, hairy, violent, (laughs) speak for yourself, upright and abominable. The one in a bottle looks like a giant gerbil for crying out loud. <laughs> that was a Pretty terrible looking foot. Yeah. Listen, I just said because Hollywood recreated them, they didn't look good. No, no. Again, I have no. yet to see one that looked nearly as good as Harry and the Hendersons. Exists was a pretty good suit. Exists was a phenomenal movie, though. It was a scary mm-hmm. movie, but it was phenomenal. Yeah, And of course, the premise of that is, you know, a Bigfoot, you know, something happens and this Bigfoot, you know, terrorizes this group that snuck onto one of the members dad's cabins. And it is a very, uh, you know, scary movie. It's 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 a good Mm -hmm. movie. If you haven't checked it out, do so. We have a watch along with it. You can listen to as well. If you're actually I think it may be. for everybody out there now hey that was good that was a lot of fun just don't have thin skin when you're listening to it (laughs) that should be rated o for offensive (laughs) were you on that one with us henry yes yeah okay you were on that one for us i did my iron cheek impersonation oh yeah that's right that that's where the elders yeah (laughs) so oh don't get me started on elders for crying out loud I got a whole other thing I'm going to go off on here in a few weeks when we right. talk about that. Don't worry. I'll fill you oh. in after the show. Oh, I'm not going to okay. go off on that tangent tonight because, okay. you know, we're already going off topic for, uh, you know, here and there. You know what I was always disappointed about? Hmm. I don't think Unsolved Mysteries did a good enough job with Bigfoot. I really don't. There's only a, a handful of episodes about Bigfoot and Unsolved Mysteries, Henry. 
Yeah, there there were there 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 was one and actually there were two. Then yeah. there was one in the Minnesota Iceman and one on the Yeti. On well, one of the skunk eggs. We had Skip From back on the show years ago, if you remember that, when we talked about his Bigfoot. That's the one they profile in Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where the one falls down the hill as he's out there. I think he was prospecting or he was going to be prospecting out there. And a Sasquatch rolls down the hill, it falls and actually, you know, it shows itself to him. Uh, that was a very interesting story. Skip took a lot of crap over the years, too, for you know, coming out and yep. being part of, you know, it's been forever since we've talked to Skip Frombeck. Be interesting. I still to... talk to him every so often. Yeah, it'd be interesting to get him back on the program. On... He's on Facebook. Yeah, we'll have to get him back on the show. Sasquatch yeah. experience, you know, 10 years later with all these guests that we've talked to <laughs> so mm, many years right? ago, almost 20 years later in some of these respects. Uh, but Unsolved Mysteries could have done a better job of it. And you know, now that we have the nine one one call, I'm surprised. You know, they should have done a rescue nine one one episode of uh, uh, the Bigfoot. Yeah, with William Sh- rescue nine one one. You know, Unsolved did a uh, a, a new twenty twenty two release of the Navajo Nation Bigfoot, and that's actually a really good episode. It's it's not bad. I uh, caught most of it. I have to go back and finish it. Mm-hmm. The thing I have against yeah. the 2022 release of Unsolved Mysteries is no Robert no Stack. Stack. Yeah. And that makes it. It makes the show. There's no narrator at all. And it takes away from the presentation, I feel. Unsolved Mysteries always should have a narrator. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to whore myself out because I haven't drank nearly enough scotch or smoked enough cigars to get that voice of. I'll Robert tell you Stack. who would be a perfect host for it would be Brian Cranston. Yeah, how about that? Put him in the trench coat and stick him out there. Yeah, oh, there you go. That'll work. Or Sean, something Forker. a little different. No, I'm I'm too fat for TV. A trench coat and that's it, buddy. Just a that's trench coat? It. My God, we, <laughs> Just don't a trench coat. we don't want to scare an audience. <laughs> My mustache is already scaring enough people. <laughs> it's Movember, folks. Support men's prostates. It got really quiet after that. I didn't say check your prostates, guys. I said support. <laughs> oh, my God. And we went off the rails. Yeah. Kind of. Well, it happens. You know, we, we have some delays and we have a an, an, an interesting topic, but we keep getting distracted because I have yeah. the attention span of a gnat tonight. And still and recovering from internet, cold. Yeah, intelligence of a gnat as well. So well, I it apologize. Is, I, I'm still looking at your beautiful closed eyes. It's like you're praying. Yeah. Well, praying okay. for this to be I am praying. I'm praying that this would just end. Yeah. So, Henry, we had Marion T. Place, and then we started going through, you know, the menagerie of books that came out. But even in those books, still, what's the common theme? Uh, the common theme is... Um... Sometimes these creatures can be dangerous. Yeah, right. And and like any other wild entity, we should have a, a you know a, a reasonable sense of a clear and present danger. But in a lot of these instances where folks have sightings, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a road crossing experience. Something sees them in the woods, walks away. It's watching them, but nothing happens. Only in the smallest fraction of sightings do we have any kind of violent encounters, yet that's what we focus on, and that's what we give the main attention. Mm-hmm. And it's just fascinating to me, and to think about it, because of all this money, think about it, millions of dollars that have been poured into Sasquatch media, and the majority of it's been for negative connotation. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That we've literally created a boogeyman out of uh, mm-hmm. mythos. And, you know, granted, that could be also from native legends, right? Passed down stories of these, uh, you know, giants that lived in the in the mountains and these negative mm-hmm. encounters they've had. But, you know, I think we've done a, a far better job at uh, really creating creating monsters. And, and we do that through how we tell our new stories, mm-hmm. through motion picture and think about this and they kind of did this with galaxy quest this is going to be a far reach you know oh these, uh, man here we go this alien race finds intercepts or finds these tapes right of the galaxy quest tv show and they built an entire culture around the this uh fake you know this fake story and who's to say something catastrophic doesn't happen and in three four hundred years somebody finds dvds and the world's built you know around uh these these stories we've created that they think are true mm-hmm. it's a far fetch but imagine mm-hmm. you know being no exposure to no exposure to this stuff and then the first movie you watch is harry and the hendersons <laughs> yeah I know it's far fetched and that was a reach. I'm just saying, like those those premises happen. If your first experience, you know, to uh, humanity is exists, you're in for a real shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scary sells. Friendly does not sell. No, well, I guess it all depends though, because there's a decent amount of. You know, children's material uh, still, you know, garnered to to the Sasquatch. Again, I think that's also portrayed as like a younger, usually a young baby Bigfoot, though. Right. It evolves into a big hairy monster, but it starts as a cute little cuddly baby first. And at some point, maybe puberty is what turns these things into bloodthirsty creatures. (laughs) I mean, it's happened to our own children. Let's not be. It's happened to me. I mean, when I hit puberty, I can't tell you how many bodies I've left behind the refrigerator. Well, you didn't (laughs) grow up around Gacy, so. Terrible. Did we lose him again? I lost him on the Gacy joke. You hear that, Henry? He just nothing. Doesn't even feed into it now. He just, he's like, I quit. Uh, Talk about going off the rails. Wow. We do that. Uh But overwhelming overwhelmingly it's been negative and like you said vance the reality is scary sells Mm -hmm. and i think we're kind of stuck with this portrayal until we we find one right right? until we find a a sasquatch out there that's willing to come sit down and have tea or we're willing to watch it and uh, study it in whatever way we see fit it's just not going to happen but we need the proof one way or another, we have to get out there and we have to get either video. Let I, I think most of us can agree, though, that video evidence, I don't think today would be sufficient. 
and some DNA uh, to prove this thing exists. But even the television shows that are out there, even the educational shows and it's present out, you damn thing, in its presentation, what's it, what's it sold on? Scary camera cuts and noises. Yep. Come back next week to see if Russell Cord's going to get his spine ripped out. Yeah. Well, Finding Bigfoot's not live anymore, so you have to go with the Expedition Bigfoot team because if anybody's going to get mutilated by a Sasquatch, it's going to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh Gates is going to go on one of those Expedition Unknown and become Expedition Dinner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Expedition one thing, John one, Fetterman. One, one thing they did on Expedition Bigfoot was they had the so-called expert on there who said that the Patterson Gimlin film creature was only six foot three. And I've Thinker Thunker before, Thinker Thunker did a video about it, and he's he was challenging that particular perspective. Experts. I knew, I want you to send that to me. That's really fascinating, Henry. Even though I'm not a big proponent of patterson film not because i think it's fake it's not that it's because i'm tired of talking about it i do like to be informed about it however i think well now here's another comment by bob's on fire tonight we should have just had bob call in the books (laughs) of the 70s and 80s and peter byrne of the era helped romanticize the subject now youtube and podcasts keep it going it's awesome and still going strong i'm glad the passion is out there like you guys have yeah. Yeah. No, and that's true, Bob. Thank you uh, for that. Yeah. The books of the 70s and 80s really created an atmosphere. Um, the documentaries of the time, I don't think intentionally they made it out to be a boogeyman, as they intentionally made it out to be mysterious. Uh, and later on, through the late 90s and the 2000s, you know, we found a way to make cheap, low budget horror movies at the expense mm-hmm. of uh, of the Bigfoot mythos. So, Right, uh, you know, it right. is an evolution. Why, well, sure it is. The books of the 70s and 80s were in their juvenile stages. Now we're in 2022, so it's an adult that needs to get out. Yeah. Well, it's a de- devolution, right? Isn't that the title of the Max Brooks book? That Yeah. Uh, that's a good book, too. But again, mm. horror. It's more mm-hmm. horror, right? There's mm-hmm. not a lot of... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to beat a dead horse on this because every it it does. But is it right? I don't know. And and that's what we've you know kind of been going off on here for almost an hour, is that you know the overwhelming majority of everything out there, Bigfoot from books, is negative, and we you know keep perpetuating that without really knowing the truth. And that's just a reality. We, you know, it's, it's, it gets people to listen. We post a show next week, you know, Henry plays hopscotch with a Sasquatch, you know, <laughs> probably not going to get a lot of, uh, no, it'll attention get as Henry gets his yeah. guts ripped out by a Sasquatch, yeah. you know, which one's yeah. going to be more interesting. <laughs> hmm. Hopscotch. I want to see Henry play hopscotch. I don't need a Sasquatch involved. I just want to see him play hopscotch. You have a lot of weird things going on there in your life, Vance. A lot of weird yeah, well, things. You... I do. Look, we got to keep the pre-shows. We got to start filming those and selling them because they're gold, folks. You're not in the in the uh, the hour to half half hour to an hour before the show where we're already on and engaging with one another because you would all lose a lot of respect for us. I think <laughs> I don't know if anybody would ever look at us the same way. Ever, it's like Bob and Tom meet Bigfoot. It's very <laughs> provocative and <laughs> off the rail. I don't know if that's made for. Uh, Is it wrong? Yeah, it, it, it may that. do better than the regular podcast does. That's the sad part. <laughs> Debauchery seems to be where it's at. Debauchery yeah. and killer and Bigfoot. You yeah. know, where those will be new little mini segments we do. Yes. Yeah, we should film our own movie where we're getting killed by a Sasquatch. Oh, God. Is it wrong for a man to be naked in the woods with a Bigfoot? I think not. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> that is wrong. <laughs> Unless they were naked before they ran into the Bigfoot. 
<laughs> next think about that the next time you're out in the woods and you're thinking about popping a squat <laughs> are you being watched by a sasquatch while you're pinching off a loaf out there in the woods <laughs> think about yeah, so that. much for a family-friendly show anymore that's you're out there right out next the to a tree and that there could just... be a Sasquatch with an arm. <laughs> well, they had, you open the door for a non-family friend. I, I didn't do it. Elmo did it. I, Elmo, Elmo was the one it. that you know, <laughs> he jumped through the window and told me to, never mind. You heard what he said. I'm just saying. <laughs> naked Bigfoot in the woods with a naked Bigfoot is what you said. <sighs> you started it. Took us Maybe. down this dirty road. Anyhow, 55 we got five minutes left of the podcast tonight. As seen on the screen, Bigfoot Media's portrayal, we've all agreed it's been negative, but we're not going to change it. Uh, I don't think yeah. it's going to be as interesting to other people. But do you think, do you think that nope. the horror stories have brought more people into it? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's kind of the double-edged swords, right? We don't want the mm -hmm. negative publicity right. from it, but at the same time, we want more. We want growth. But it is solid bringing growth. in people. Yes, it is. Definitely. It is. Is. Mm -hmm. I, I can tell you from just all the years at, at conferences. <clears throat> bless you, as uh, Henry, you know, is boogering all over the place. Um, just the attendance at conferences and the the clientele at the conferences, the attendees that, have, you know, there's a definitely a different feel mm -hmm. uh, in the field. And, and there are a lot of enthusiasts now, as opposed to actual researchers granted, but I think a lot of the enthusiasts are kind of inspiring some of the researchers to stay active. We want the information. These folks want the information and the entertainment. We want to provide it to them. Some, some weeks were better than others, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, the bitch of it is, as we've talked about tonight, the negativity and the scare factor self. Mm -hmm. And who do we have to thank for that? Ourselves. We let ourselves. Not me. Go. I had nothing to do with it. I had you did too. To no, it. you're promoting the other kind. I think you're out there selling the Bigfoot porn. <sighs> is what I think you're you're doing. It's you're like that there. congressman from Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. I'm telling. It you. is. I know it's recommended every time I look for a book on Kindle come for Bigfoot. That's disgusting for one. And two, oh, gosh. I didn't make up the title, Henry. I didn't do that. The title's real. I know. I know. And I'm just saying if anybody that's got that persuasion, there's a freak out there for everyone. Let that flag fly and buy your Bigfoot Rotica today. Wow. You know, Bob should have sat in for me tonight because he's coming up with more uh, comments here. About yeah. Patty. Yeah, well, you know, it's media. Yeah, it's media. We'll do that to you. Yeah. We haven't even gotten in. Like, the whole reason why we kept trying to shift away from the Patterson film is because we could sit here and talk about that film all night. It's funny that at least two of the three of us, our first exposure to Bigfoot was the Patterson Gimlin film. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think if we go back and, and think about a few weeks ago, we talked about the researchers on our mind. Lauren Coleman's was half human. Right. Right. The right. Toho movie uh you know toho famous for godzilla but mm -hmm. they did a movie called half human and in fact i don't mm -hmm. think you can get it right now uh it's very hard to find to watch if you can find it go out right. and try right. uh, i think i found it on one of those sketchy internet websites that you're afraid to click the link but no oh, on the dark web where you are all the time yeah. yeah i don't go on the dark web i'm afraid of those things <laughs> i'm afraid of the internet anymore yeah well, speaking of, you know, the Japanese thing, Gargantua. Yeah, that was the Gargantuas? A, you know, that was a Bigfoot thing, but it was, you know, 70 feet tall. But nonetheless, it was still the same genre. Yeah. Uh, well, that actually, it's a story in its own. We could talk about another podcast because that movie is very interesting. It's not War of the Gargantuas was very different from what it was intended to really be. But nonetheless, two Bigfoot-like creatures. And if you go into the 2000s, they released some Godzilla films only for the in Japan. Right. The the subtitles and the dub over calls it Bigfoot. Mm -hmm. So it's just yeah, a, right. an interesting. What are the thing odds of that? that? 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. Bigfoot. Bigfoot all over the place. Bigfoot is a horror uh, going to sneak out of the woods and grab your kids and eat mm-hmm. your dog and break <laughs> your neck. That's hey, two dollars. I can join the conversation a little better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Folks, I'm Sean the Fort Chop Forker. He's Henry May. That's Vance Nesbitt. Find us all Just on saying. our selected social medias. Uh, you can find me anywhere under my name at Sean Forker. I don't hide behind a pseudonym or anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm easy to find. He's Henry mm-hmm. May. You can find him generally under his name too and that's mm-hmm. vance vance i think you can only find on uh, instagram right now mm. yep yeah. instagram vance instagram vance and of course right there sasquatch experience on facebook instagram squatch exp on twitter that we're still using we're still on twitter mm-hmm. even though it's a, a cluster f right now we're still mm-hmm. using twitter <laughs> henry take us out with those closing words y'all be good or be good at it Hopefully, we'll see some of you in two weeks. Oh, and if we don't, have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Wrong video. You've been listening to Sasquatch Experience. Please rate and review wherever this podcast is consumed. To share your experience, visit us on Facebook or email us Squatch experience at gmail.com. Keep on squatching. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.